what's happening? Welcome to the Grown Man Niche Podcast. I am Mike J, and with me, the infamous Bowtie Fresh in the building. What's going on, my brother? Chilling, man. The Beige Rage guy got up a little sassy this morning, man. I just tweeted something one on <laughs> about the about the uh, about the Bulls, whatever. I forgot what she said. She we said something like that. We talked later, boy. Bowtie came out the sassy womb. All the beigeness came out. That nigga came out like Captain Planet. You know, Captain Planet. <laughs> hey, after after Captain Planet rose up in the sky, he's like, you know, the, the sassy invasionist came all out of his pores. What was going rose on? Rose up, yeah. rose up like rose up like Lucia's lions, like a phoenix. Man, was a was was the S curl out of place? Was the hoop earring missing? What what what? what oh no, not the S curl. <laughs> <laughs> all this daggone bull slander at daggone seven o'clock in the morning, man. I had to go out and you know stand up for my boys, man. Hey man, like I said, them twenty. What was it? Some niggas gonna win about twenty eight games this year, bro. <laughs> it's a lot of energy, a lot. But uh, but yeah, man. So what else been going on, did, bro? I don't know. Oh, I ain't been doing too much, man. This is this is the uh, the heart of youth sports. <laughs> so my, uh, my my oldest boys in football, my youngest boys in soccer. So I literally get one day um, out, out out of the week. Um, oh, I'll take that back. Two days. I get Fridays and Sundays. Every other day is just nonstop, man. Work, sports, homework, work, sports, homework. Uh, you know, it's 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 that time of year, bro. But I love it. My boys are are excelling. Um, you know what they do. Uh, the school year is young, and and you know they're they're already excelling in the school year, but they're really doing their thing on the on the field too. So a lot of proud dad moments, brother. That is about it. That is about all I'm up to, man. What's good with your way? Oh man, chilling. Similar lifestyle, man. Just working like a Hebrew, you know. Kid is, has went back to school, had a little back to school night, man. So the other the other night, man. So just just chilling, keeping it low key, man. Keep my head to the grind, man. Trying to get this money, you know what I'm saying? Create more of this grown managed merch, which I'm gonna sell some more of. Like I said, today I'm rocking the Love Your Hustle shirt. So man, it's chilling, man. Getting excited. Love the hustle. Getting getting excited for this uh fantasy football league we got we got going on too, man. We'll talk about that a little later as well. We gotta get gotta get my brother Bowtie to sign up. It's the beige. Oh, yeah, man. I, you gotta twist their arms, y'all. When you get them, when your brother's beige, you gotta get you gotta twist their arms. <laughs> man, you most niggas, but yo, just sign up, right? Everybody else, everybody else fall in line. Not a beige nigga. I got to get him <laughs> instructions on the show. So call out for Bowtie Fresh to sign up for the show. But we only got a few spots, and it would be real messed up for the person who talk love fantasy football so much to not sign hey, up. I'm I'm about to sign up while we on air right now. Uh, How about that? Man, I'm signing up online right now. Hey man, so let's let's get let's get to the shits, man. Cause hey, your man's been out here super wilding this week, man. Oh man, Long man, the the the, 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 or, the the orange one is on a damn tirade this week. Hey man, so let me tell you, look for first, let's get on to the political shit, the real political shit. And then we get to the to like the 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 sick old shit and then get to the somewhat funny stuff. <laughs> so this week, man, you know, he called for Israel to ban the the, the ban that um uh Talib and Omar, the two uh black women uh House of Representatives members, one's from Minnesota and the other one's from Michigan. So I know uh Talib is from uh Michigan and Omar is from Minnesota. So they were going on the trip to Israel. So Trump gets out there and basically says that Israel should block two voted in government officials from entering entering a country that we have a relationship with. And Israel did it. Yeah. Now yeah. I know we've had some comments I, about Israel before, but 
you would think they would be like, yo, these are two government officials been voted in by the constituents. They should be able to go over there because if there was an issue before, maybe they could have talked to some people and maybe hashed it out. Or maybe, you know, there could have been some, a meeting of the minds. Have you ever, would you ever think in, we 37 years old, we went through how many presidents? What, Reagan, yeah, I, Bush, we were in what, what five, presidents, five, six presidents? Clinton, Clinton, yeah. Barack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I would I would have never thought something like that, man. Like this, like this guy has way too much damn time on his hands and focused on the wrong stuff. That I, I would have never thought that he would have <laughs> been trying to keep someone out of a different country. But yeah. you know, nothing ceases to surprise me with this dude. Except that long ass tie. But uh, yeah, man, man. damn tie come to his damn ankles, bro. Yeah. It's almost like it's oh. almost like they suspenders for his damn ankles. Like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this looks horrible, man. He look, he looks like a kind of unopened tuna. Like you know, you just open up the tuna. And just, it don't look like it looks just there. It ain't got. They don't have no flavor none to it. That's Trump. Trump remind yeah. Trump remind me of what egg salad might smell like. That's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> not smelling like not smelling like sneeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, he, he looked like he smelled like a dirty wet gym towel that just sat there and just mildewed and molded. That's Trump. Ugh. Yeah, man. But so then to get on his damn sicko mode. So we last week we talked about Stephen Ross, who's the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Soul Cycle, Equinox Gyms, whatever. So you know, I guess so. They had the fun. He had, he said he's a, for social justice, but that's he said he, that's Trump's man for forty years. So you know, billionaires I guess want to stick together. So he had so they had the little fundraiser, and they said Trump used an Asian accent to mock his ally, our U.S. allies at the fundraiser. This guy. Imagine, bro. <laughs> this is like, I know 2020 is going to be like the start, it's going to be like the race war uh, election. But it really know, is, bro. Taking it to the next level. And for somebody who works in an area where there's only no melanin, yo, I'm really starting to think, like, I might have to get up out of there. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, this dude, but, but, but honestly, bro, are you surprised? Like, he has been doing this type of crap since even when he was on the campaign trail. Like, you know, making fun of the disabled individual, yeah. talking slick about the various peoples of color, talking slick about Hispanic individuals, over to the damn Dominican Republic, throwing, shooting baskets with things that with, with, with individuals of, oh, that's what I meant, Puerto Rico, I mean, shooting baskets at them like, you know, like it's a game, but these are essential things that they need for life. Like, he has a history of just doing this vile type of stuff, bro. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's true sicko mode, man. But and then like before we get to last funny one, you hear the idiot talking. There was rumors that said he wants to buy Greenland, the country Greenland. Oh, I did not hear that. Yes, dog. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do with Greenland? I was gonna say, what do you buy Greenland for? We're gonna have like we're, we're gonna have a real estate development. We're gonna do time <laughs> shares over there. We're gonna do yeah. what? What do you want to do? Send the, the people of color over to Greenland? Oh man, he's fucking an idiot, man. It's hey, then you got then you got today. There's reports out that that, that he fat shamed someone in oh, a, in yeah. a bag on. Yeah, That's like like, like bro, <laughs> like, no. like you. This dude is literally like he's literally like a, a seventh grade boy. You know what I'm saying? Like a sixth or seventh grade boy. Like I'm I'm just out here in middle school, just just being a douchebag. Like is not not active, not acting like a leader, not acting as president. Would you say? He's Millhouse from The Simpsons personified. <laughs> man, he's I'm worse than Millhouse. What's Nelson? Is that Nelson? Yeah, Nelson? I was just about to say that. He's Nelson, bro. He's, he's Nelson. Nelson. Oh, man, I don't watch The Simpsons. He's, he, he's Nelson, man. He's like yeah. with Mixed. He out here with, he out here with the little, hey, hey. 
funny, but I ain't got no hands, man. Yo, he's just, he's a fucking, this, he's a sociopath, man. Like, and then the fact of the audacity for you, dog, you like the fattest president the United States has had in years. Bruh. Yeah, I can't even think of a last fat president. They don't even make them anymore. You got to go back to the pre-TV days. You got to go, you know what I'm <laughs> Not the pre-TV days. <laughs> think about it. When, Damn. All right. One thing about it, what we ain't gonna get into a history. Thing. What when the last overweight president you remember? I can't. I can't name. I can't name any, bro. Honestly. Exactly. It, the pre uh, days. Think about it. That's how Kennedy helped win the election in 1960 over Nixon because he was young and vibrant. Dude, that old, not not young and vibrant. No, no, no. Look, like look back through the things. That's because that was the first. That was the first. You know, I, you know, Mike J does have a history. Yeah. But look back through the things. That was the first time in a, a presidential stuff had been on television. Like the debates and stuff. That was Nixon and Kennedy. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but this Trump's old this Trump's old chunky chicken chowder ass. Yeah, man. <laughs> somebody need to exercise. You know, you already you know, and this is already a sicko mode, man. Talking about grabbing about a pussy and everything else like that. Ugh. Hell, man. Just like I watched that uh, Roger Ailes the, in the end of that Roger Ailes documentary, and Roger Ailes used to be the president of Fox. Man, yeah. they all the sicko shit he was doing, like. He was kissing on the young chicks, and the girls started crying. It was like kissing, kissing your grandfather. And Rock was in a damn wheelchair and getting wheeled around. Ugh. Oh, he was sick. Situation. Man. Hey, man. So, hey, man. So, speak, speaking, of, speaking of sick individuals, man, I, I got to get your take because I don't think we've given the, we don't, we've given the people our, our opinion since, since the events uh, in the federal prison, man. So hit, hit, hit me up about, about your boy Epstein, man. Oh, when they said oh, man, they said the man had the broken neck, man. Yo, man, look, I don't know. <laughs> then they said that the the the, the, over, the people who were working, uh, who were supposed to be watching him, fell asleep because they were doing mandatory overtime. Then the videotapes are gone, bro. This is just this. Hey, this is some shit straight off a of scandal. Yeah, I was just about to say that, bro. This 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 is some old this is some old daggone. Uh, I, I don't even some some Lucius Lyons type stuff, man. This is like a mixture of power scandal. Empire <laughs> and, like, and, no. Dallas, and Dallas, but yeah. Dallas from like night from like nineteen eighty nine. Dallas, yeah, like dude, like how the fuck are you gonna sit back and like, yo, number one, I understand falling asleep at work. You know it happens. You doing mandatory overtime. They said it was the fifth day straight. But where the videotape at? Man, right, happened. I don't know what, and I'm not gonna put it. I have my own personal views, but I, 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 I just. I, I, something ain't right, man. Cause I think I, yeah. I think Epstein was gonna tell spill the beans. I do too. I think I think Epstein was straight. He was straight about to go Takashi six nine. Everybody's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not mad that Epstein is dead, but you know I wish he would have been able to stand trial for his crimes. I just wish. I, yes. This this is gonna say this is gonna sound really dark and insensitive, but I just wish he would have suffered all the little, all the crap that they said he done and. The, not just the physical stuff, but the emotional toll that that that, w- that had been taken on the individuals and the victims uh, of this man. I wish he would have shot. So I don't know if he did or not, but man. some of the stuff, some of the stuff that he's alleged, that reported to have been doing or whatever, heinous, yeah. absolutely heinous. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the world's in a better place. Right. <laughs> Say that. Well, I think it was a ring of the nasty ass rich pedophiles. So he, they, oh, I, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like, I wish you to live to tell the telling everybody, take everybody down, man. He's fucking sicko, man. But hell yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck Jeffrey. Trump, man. Trump Bob Kraft. It's a yeah. bunch of them out there, I think, are real sicko types. Yeah. But, 
Bob. <laughs> Eleven minute Bob. Bob going there and get the rub until come out later and catch the jet to the NFC AFC championship game. It's a nasty individual. Hey. Then he probably went and shook everybody's hand. I didn't even wash in his hand. <laughs> hey, and not having a little residual on yeah. <laughs> on the pinky. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that little nasty little whore. Oh god. Yeah. This guy. But hey man, so let's get to the damn mayo, bro. And the mayo was awful thick this week. So I was in the, I was watching something and it was a and it was a white woman in Michigan called the police on a black man. You know, something something that happens, you know, something happens, you know, fairly regularly. She said the black man was looking at her suspicious looking at her suspiciously. And you know right. why he was looking at her suspiciously clothing on her? I over, didn't say this. Why? Over a parking space. So I guess he was going out to a restaurant, and you know, if it's crowded parking, you kind of wait behind somebody to see if they're gonna get out. She was in the car. So she he waited, he waited, waited, finally turned around, found another parking spot, started walking towards the restaurant. While he's looking at her, ready for her to move, she calls the police. The police hold this black man for an hour. Question wow. let him go. I'm surprised I didn't hear about this. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, man. You know Mike J scours he scours the internet and all stuff. Fucking mayo. Where was this at? Uh, I forgot. I, I I forgot. I seen the, the next pit of mayo. I remember though. No, it was in Michigan. It was Michigan. It was like outside of Detroit. Like thirty minutes outside of Detroit. Get the hell out of here. Like Royal. So now, so, so now we can't wait for parking spaces. That's oh. that's another thing. Being being black in America, you cannot wait for a parking space. Park your park your black ass all the way at the end of the lot. All right. Like, don't come on. Contact, and don't make eye contact with a, with, a, with a woman, a white woman. Fuck out of here. Man. All right, man. So the man, second, if that's if we can't make eye contact with a white woman, man, Dap is gonna be in trouble. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, not crawling in the face and kissing in the mouth. Sick <laughs> <laughs> old. Hey man, but uh, it's another white woman. This is all the white woman. She was at the Starbucks, and two customers were speaking Korean. And then you know she got upset and was being rude to the rude to the customers. Hey, oh, the Starbucks employees, you know, they told her to leave. She refused. They called the police on her ass. So the mayo actually got reversed, and she suffered the consequences of the mayo. And I watched the video. She called the Korean language disgusting. Wow, not disgusting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. That reminds me, man. You remember, man, we used to live off of, like, we used to come on my career. We used to live off of Franklin. Off yeah, Arthur. yeah. Yo, so I don't know if I told you this. We used to have the white woman who lives in the back who behind us. And we didn't realize she was crazy until later. That she used to call us niggers all the time. Did I tell you that? Damn. No. <laughs> yeah, so you know how if you step out, he came out the back, you know, it was that house right across from the yard. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was niggers all the time. <laughs> we found out Damn. later. Yeah, man. You found out she was crazy. Yeah, so that's a trip. But yeah, I did not know that, bro. I thought <laughs> that's, that's wild. That's wild mojo. Podcast, you know, breaking something that happened in 1994, 1995, right on, right on the air. Yeah, man. So, you off for like 21st and Franklin, Ari Drive, man, East Side for real. Hey man, so let's get to the. Hey, hey, I got I, I got another one for you, man. Uh, another another mayo for you. So, did you did you see? I seen this on Vibe magazine, but their Twitter their, their Twitter feed. But uh, I also saw it on CNN too. The uh, the the handicapped uh, white gentleman that went off on a Spanish man for speaking Spanish 
to the Spanish man's mother. So man was having, he was having a conversation with his mother in Spanish, minding their own damn business, handicapped guys in front of him, you know, in his wheelchair. And he turns around and just started spewing racial slurs at them and telling them to shut the F up and all this and all that. And then decides that he's, he's so pissed off that he just rolls on off. So I'm like, bruh, like, number one, you are an individual that is in a, is in a minority and a protected class. You should understand the difficulties uh, in this society. But I guess it don't really matter because his skin is white. So he really didn't care. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of people have been posting a lot of reckless stuff in the – I shouldn't say reckless, but a lot of stuff in the in the comment section is talking about they would have wheeled his ass down some stairs or flipped <laughs> him over and flipped him over and all that type of stuff. So you can't, I you mean, but, can you be a racist and be on some handyman shit? And this ain't even like talking bad about people who are disabled. But dog, if you say that wild shit, and we're gonna whoop your ass. Ain't nobody so gonna that, you in the hand, you in the wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, and, and dude, dude, was, dude was loud about it. I, re- I retweeted it, uh, so if, y- if y'all want to check it out, you can go check out my Twitter. But, yeah, dude, dude was real loud and, and, and flagrant with it. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, the, the, his, the Spanish guy was you know, doing his own thing. So, like, how, how do you – you jumped in his conversation. You jumped in his, in his vibe. You know what I mean? But, so, again, Mayo, anybody. We, we, the Twizzler and the Mayo can go to anyone. Mike J and Bowtie Fresh are non-discriminatory. If you're on that mess – you will get the mayo and the twizzle probably. And the shirt is trash. The homie in the handicap looking at it now. Yo, this shirt yeah. is trash, man. You Bruh. Should, you should, I mean, dog, you really can't say nothing, dog. You know, you know, you know I don't know, man. Got that daggone uh, great value Ross flannel on. Yeah. Like, you just, like you fell off a log in a log cutting competition, bro. Like, come on, bro. You can just tell by his goatee and beard he's racist. It's crazy. Hey man, so let's get to let's get to the Twizzler man, and this Twizzler pissed me off. So it's in Arkansas. This Twizzler goes after Jerry Kelly, and you probably like, oh Mike J, why you get a Twizzler Jerry Kelly? So Jerry Kelly was charged with aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and endangering the welfare of a minor. You know, you probably you probably ask why this heifer pulled out a gun on a group of black teenagers who were going door to door fundraising for the school football team. Wow. Wow. You pull a hurt no on minors and then make them, you know, and then they know, and then let them leave. You ain't even pull a strap and they run away. You, you basically was like, you, if they would have ran, you would have shot them. But no, no baby, that's, that's, that's fucked up. That's, that's a little too close to home for both our freshmen. Yeah. Like, you know, my son plays football. Like, that's, Can you imagine your son playing for the real close, man. High school team. And they're like, cause you know, all those schools that they fundraise, like, all right, yeah, go fundraise. Go go group your teammates. And they go and knocking on doors and like, hey, can you buy whatever it is for our football team? And somebody pulls, mm-hmm. pulls a hammer out on them? Yeah. yeah. I, I've been lost my damn mind, bro. Like, for real. I know I would have lost my damn mind. I probably would have I probably would have went to jail and deservingly if somebody put a damn gun out on my son or my team because I'm a coach, too, or any members of my team for, for, for just being black and fundraising. All you had to do is either not answer your damn door and just let people walk by, or you could open your door and just be like, I'm not interested, and close the door. Period. Like, you got to go and pull a damn gun out? Come on now. But let me, but let me, tell, you, let me tell you this, though, Bowtie. The chick's husband is like the jail administrator in, that, in, that, in Wynn, Arkansas. So she got out after being a $10,000 bond. Dog, I know dudes wow. who got big bonds 
for for dope cases that ain't pulled a strap on no kids. So you you I was gonna say, and you and you get out like that, you get off that easy. Come on, yeah, man. They talking about she got treated like everybody else. They ain't got no pictures of her or anything else because they said she had a medical emergency at the time of booking. What the fuck? Get the fuck out! Fuck it. I bet you she did have a medical emergency. Like about the damn collapse because she knew she was in the damn wrong. Had to pull that privilege out. Yeah, man. So you know, like some both time. Give this bitch the Twizzle. Oh, she she get she get that old slant back, nasty seventeen year old Twizzler. That that Twizzler that ain't even quite a Twizzler no more. She can get that daggone Twizzler, old stank ass heifer. Yeah, man. Just, that just put me in a foul mood. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, damn. And not like we try to dispute negatives, negativity on the show, and that's not what it is. But we like to call out the privilege and the racism that goes on in this country. So it's, yeah. not, it's not like we anti-white people, but these these things need to be brought out. And you yeah. know, people who videotape get videotaped. This they go above and beyond to be perfect people. So and I, and and just and just like just like Mike J, so I'm gonna piggyback off of that. But the the, the grown man grown manish podcast, it, it, we we speak out against ignorance. We speak out against dumbness. We speak out against inequality. This ain't about color. This ain't about white, black, Hispanic, or whatever. We speak out against every damn body who's doing crap like this. Y'all, y'all have heard us give the mayo and Twizzler to people of various ethnicities. So don't get it twisted. No, we, we, got, we, we got plenty. I have, I have very, very close friends that, that are not black, that are, that are white, Hispanic, Indian. You know what I'm saying? So this ain't that. Y'all, y'all can take that other crap some, somewhere else. We get, we, the, the, the Grown Managed Podcast, speak out against dumbass people. We speak out against ignorant-ass, privileged people. So don't get it twisted. Anybody, this is any of our new listeners, anybody, this may be your first, second, third episode or something like that. We just want to make sure we put that out there. This ain't a color thing from the from the grown man-ish podcast. It just so happens that a lot of these dumbass motherfuckers are certain white individuals. Again, that ain't speaking on the whole, that's speaking on the whole race or ethnicity. That's speaking about these ignorant people and people with their same ignorance. And speaking of ignorance, just to lighten the mood, bro, I, I just perused Twitter. This person made a flaming hot che- Cheetos mac and cheese bunk cake. Ew. <laughs> that sounds trife life. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Who would even want to eat that? Ew. <laughs> You'll be able to see it at, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm tweeting it as we speak because this podcast is live, so. Speaking and tweeting it as we speak. So yeah. Oh yeah, we give we give y'all real up to date stuff. If something ill didn't happen and this and this why we record, oh you gonna get it. Yeah, man. So that's the sicko mode, man. So let's get to sports, man. And the first Ah man. The homie Buggy. Sport, sports been rough, man. Buggy. Oh man. man. I, I, I feel like a pit of a, a, a pit in my stomach, man. My stomach dropped when I seen the homie Boogie go down like that, man. I mean, you went from being one of the top 15 players in the league to having a career year. To turn Absolutely. Up, messing up your quad and turning your ACL in three back-to-back years. How much That man was probably $200 million. Yeah, yeah. And people, and people tend to forget, like you just said, Boogie was a, he was a damn all-star. Boogie was a beast before he these things happened. He was all NBA. He was the best. All NBA. NBA. Well, the best. You yeah. Know. A big man, that dude could do it all. Yeah, yeah. I have a big, a big man that can run the, that can run the floor. And I'm not talking about running the floor, looking for the pass. I'm talking about him handling the rock and finish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
I hate to see it, man. I hate to see it. Like, he, you know, like, you know, when I take that back, some people will, well, actually, you know, he's one of the best big men in the league, right? To be able to go down like that, it's just, it just, Oh, it's sickening, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure this is gonna open up a door for, for, for Mike J. But it honestly reminds me of Derrick Rose, man. I mean, oh, Derrick Rose yeah. has had injury after there's injury. A, injury. A, injury. Now, I say that. I, I was gonna say, I, I say, I say that to say, I mean, Derrick Rose has been able to come back. I think last season he averaged eighteen four and four, or eighteen four and three, or something like that. So, I mean. He he he's still doing his thing despite it all, but but man, and and I really hope Boogie can come back and you know and excel to a certain degree too. But just just having the, these these type of injuries so close together just puts me in a frame of mind of Derrick Rose, man. So I mean, I hope maybe Derrick Rose and Boogie can connect. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of you know up maybe Derrick can uplift him or whatnot. And definitely sending prayers up for Boogie, man, because I hate to see that, bro. Boogie was a daggone beast. I don't want to. I don't want Boogie to be on my list of best players. And when you start thinking about before injury cut their career, and this is modern day times, like Derrick Rose, you know, mm-hmm. Hardaway, Grant Hill. I hope yeah. Boogie's on that list, man. Those are four man, that many best players. And in the leagues at those times, and the injuries just, you know, took, you know, took them out, man. So, you know, Grant Hill was a, was a Hall of Famer, but people don't realize how cold Grant Hill was for – Grant Hill. Bruh, tell them. Preach on it, bruh. Grant Hill was a daggone level. You know, you just see that – you see these guys, man, the injuries just rob them, man. It's just – you know, it's not – and it's selfishly you come across because we're fans, but we don't know these cats. But man, right. I feel for him because I remember when I had my shoulder surgery, and I was out for work for eight months. And all yeah, I, they had Mike J on the shelf, boy. Man, all I did, honestly, y'all was was drink Crown Royal and pop pain pills because I was depressed because I couldn't do anything. I was Mike just, J was out. He was like your boy on the program, man. Mike yeah. J was there. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a bad. It was a bad position, man. So I couldn't imagine yeah. going through that in the eyes of millions and people, you know, and then like, it's one thing where I had, it was responsible for taking care of myself, but you know, you the bread one of your family, you expect to take care of everybody and your yeah. money going, going, going. So yeah, man. So prayers up to the homie boogie, man. That just, that, that hurt my feelings, bro. Definitely. All right, man. So uh, let's get to something well, else. Here we go. No, 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 no. This is this. I'm not saying anything. This is what the man said. <laughs> so, Daryl Morey is the is, is Rockets general manager, right? And this is what he said. I'm not saying anything. I'm just – I really – I think you'll be shocked what I think. He said that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Now, you can say that the three-pointers James Harden has made balance it out. But the James Harden is not a better scorer than Michael Jordan. I mean, that's point blank, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, thoughts, Bowtie. I mean, I, I I agree with you. James Harden is not a better scorer than Michael Jordan, and it has nothing to do with, with Bowtie's fandom of Michael Jordan. We, we break it down, just basketball. He's not a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Uh, James, Harden, James, James Harden is a hell of a – he's a hell of a scorer. James Harden is creative, you know, at, at, at how he gets his points, and that's what a deal. But but he's not a better scorer than Michael Jordan. That is, it's just like like my J said, point blank period. It's just not there. And I'm not. This is not shitting on James Harden. This ain't taking nothing away from him. It just is what it is. And I and I, I hear Daryl Morey. That's his player. That's his franchise. So he's he's going to go out. You know, make statements and support him and, and and make you know certain assertions. And that's what it deal. And I get it. I dig it. I would expect him to. 
But but something like that, nah, come on, bro. Man, Mike on. was getting Mike was putting sixty on niggas and couldn't shoot threes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a whole yeah. different ball game. Yeah. Now, now I can say that if you wanna if you wanna factor in the three point shot, then I can see why An argument. He yeah. may say that or the fact that he probably gets more assists, but James Harden pounds the damn ball into the ground. You know, yeah. just, you know, he's a great player, but their only thing he's better than Michael Jordan at shooting threes. Yeah. Yeah, agree. <laughs> agree. And that, that's it. You know, he, he might be a better dresser than Michael Jordan, but we've seen some of Michael Jordan's. <laughs> and, yo, that nigga having a side. Hey, hey, man, so, so you saying you're not feeling the full the, the full length leather, the leather trench? Is that what you're trying to say, yeah. Mike J? Michael, Michael Jordan dressed like he on a full fourth video shoot in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael Jordan is the type of nigga goes to the party and yell out party over here and ask and ask and demand the DJ play six straight songs of cameo. It looks oh, like damn. Michael Jordan will be as a choreo grab, grab dance to, to word up. So no. Hey nigga, not not is it is it mandatory that the roof is on fire is played oh, anytime Michael yeah, Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> on my phone, Michael Jordan was dancing with the bag ass jeans, two white girls, and that nigga leg was in the air. Oh, the roof was on motherfucking fire. I mean, he yelled, he looked like burn, but Michael Jordan, he his thing is like it's, it's three of his homeboys and a room full of white women. And that nigga yelled, gonna yell, the roof is on fire, kicking it. With a, a stonewashed jeans and a guess what shirt. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Not the guess what shirt. Hey. Hey, you You out here, you, you got you got you got Michael Jordan out here in the damn Perry jacket? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> We've seen some of the pictures of Michael Jordan before, uh, when he was married to Juanita with some of his woman choices, and they happen to be white. A Perry Ellis jacket on Michael Jordan. It wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't go really out the, the realms of possibility, <laughs> <laughs> or something similar for the Perry Ellis line that he's had made that he stole from Perry Ellis that he's putting on his body. Nah, I'm not putting not putting the Jordan symbol over it. Yeah, having <laughs> like yeah, yeah. See that guy like eight pockets. Whew, that's the shit right there. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's 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 about it, bro. Let me ask, let me let me ask you this. This is this is completely random. Think Michael Jordan is a worse dresser than Donald Trump? Yes or no? Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, Trump is the worst thing ever, dog. Number one, when your tie look like the the belt that goes around the karate gi, I can't I can't. <laughs> look how long that motherfucker is, man. That shit is the damn bolo whip from Indiana Jones. Hey man, the Bob Knight trying to hit Calvert Chaney with. Yo, yeah. man, that that tie is fucking flagrant. That's the yeah, it is. It's it is flagrant. That damn tie is ridiculous, bro. And why is the daggone knot so damn small? It's a yeah. big, long ass damn tie, but the knot is like a daggone toddler knot. Like, what are you yeah. doing? And then he's like punching, and his suits don't fit right. It looked like them bad boys is off the rack. Oh, the bro, they straight off the rack. Hey man, that's that 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 is straight Steinmart yeah. special right he there. The no alterations, no nothing. He is the type of cat to wear like tube socks with his with his dress shoes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you say you trying to hey, like that dude will sit back and have them damn thick ass white tube socks. I like, can see that. Come on, he's golf. I can see that. Yo, he's a fucking sicko. Man. Yeah, man, I don't even want to talk about that motherfucker no more. It makes 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 me just sick. But man, so let me get to something. So the homie Katrina posted. Well, actually, no, no, no. My lady sent something to the grown man ish. Mm-hmm. 
I was talking about Rodman at 30 for 30, right? This is what started the Beige Rage episode this morning. For all you who have beige people in your lives, they get temperamental. That's why I said he was sassy. You know, you gotta you gotta conflict beige with with love. You see, you got <laughs> they like sassy. They get them. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. So you know, he you know, so so they got the rhyme and upcoming 30 for 30, man. Coming up, man. Which how ill you think that's gonna be? Oh, I think it's gonna be ill as hell. I, I, I'm honestly hoping it's going it's going to be up there with the damn Ric Flair thirty for thirty. But I, I, mean, I I have high expectations, and I have a feeling that it is not going to let me down. I definitely am looking forward to the damn Rodman thirty for thirty. All right, but I got I got I got to call you to the carpet though, bro. Oh, you had the audacity to say that Jordan that that Chicago Rodman was better than Detroit Rodman, and I don't like either one of the teams. No, they the Chicago Rodman was not better than Detroit Rodman. Detroit Rodman was on a whole other level. Think so? And Detroit Rodman was also younger, dog. That dude was dinging up everybody. That dude could play one to five. Yeah, this is true. And that, you got to think, Detroit Rodman was in his 20s. The Chicago Rodman was in his mid-30s, you know. Hey, Chicago Rodman was still a damn beast, though. Yeah, he was. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Rodman was doing all. Detroit, but like the Chicago Rodman didn't have a motor like Detroit Rodman. Detroit Rodman he was, did not. He was hungry. I was gonna say I think I think Chicago Ryman did not have the motor that Detroit Ryman had, but I also think uh, the the Chicago Ryman was was a little bit I, I'm not even gonna say refined, but I think that that is where he really solidified himself as an as a great player. I think that the things that he done as a Chicago Bull, the way he dominated the the the, the boards, the way he dominated on the defensive side of the ball. The way he done the intangible things, I I, I think that that is where he solidified that. Speaking of that, bro. He was doing that, dog. Chicago, I mean, Detroit Rodman started over on the second chance. And they got to think, I hate both these teams. So it, it's sick of me to talk about both of them. <laughs> I hate both of them. But Detroit Rodman, dog, started over Mark, Mark, he started over Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I feel and, you. You know what I'm saying? They just, and they don't win the second, the back-to-back. And when Rodman come in, they went on a run. Yeah, you know, I do. Were, I, I give you that. I give you that. Man, it was, that was a whole nother, no whole nother level of, of what he was doing, man. So he was just that was just a whole nother level, man. So I I disagree with you there. I know you was you was in your mood, man. Like I said, people, <laughs> they get bad, they get emotional, upset. You know, this dude probably sit back in there, was out there dancing like Usher and shit, and woke up mad. You know, them noise skin there, they start dancing and shit in the morning. Just you know. Doing that shit like Bow Wow and Let Me Hold You Down. And nigga was like, <laughs> that's how Bay's nigga wake up in the morning. I mean, we, we just living our best life out here. And we living the best Bay's life possible. That's what we do. They put, on, they put on some Drake. And then they sit back and they still in their damn feelings. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, man, but I disagree with you there. But it's going to be a hell of a 30 for 30, man. I know Rodman had a crazy upbringing in his life, so. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it, man. Hey, man, I got I got to ask you a question now, man. And and this this is a little bit this is a little basketball, but and, and a little and a little pop culture. But I know this gentleman is one of your favorite players of all time, man. What what's your take on your boy Magic Johnson and his list, ah. bro? <laughs> hey, Magic list, but I, I put it like this, right? Because Magic's probably my favorite player of all time, right? But Magic list is trash, right? And we'll just get that. <laughs> Magic tweets are trash. So why are y'all surprised about the list? 
So I'm really tell, surprised tell, Kumo D was number one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He looked like that. Just looked like he'll yell, "How you like me now?" In the middle of a space game, <laughs> right? Or who? I know, I'll take that back. Houdini probably was probably number one. The Magic. I'm surprised Houdini was number one. I know people talking about DJ Cop Man Magic put on the list. People Magic get money with. Houdini Houdini or Cameo? I can see him getting busy with Cameo. Nah, I'm yeah, Magic. He goes to some Cameo, but in hip hop, you know, it looked like Magic sung Friends at the damn Lakers championship parties. Oh yeah, he's oh yeah, him and Kurt Rambis. Yo, yeah, damn, not Magic going in there. You sing sing One Love to Kareem. One love, one love. Shout out to the nigga Houdini used to wear the Jamaican netted shirt and them damn and that damn them damn ill hats with the with the uh, leather on the knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah. was some ill cats back then, man. Late eighties, late eighties was a hell of a damn time. I'd be mad as hell. I see my damn daddy up in there with a net shirt on, some some damn bikers in a damn hat with the damn leather underneath. Nigga, looking like looking like looking look, looking like a sweet ass Kung Lao. No sir. Kung <laughs> 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 Lao can't tell me shit. Yo, man, but it's crazy, man. Let's get to this NFL stuff, man. Let's get to let's just jump into the Jay Z shit with the NFL, man. What you think yeah. of that, bro? I mean, I I feel uh, it, it, this this was tough. I, I so so I, I feel that I understand what Jay Z was trying to say in parts of his interview, um, I, where he stated that you know Ka- Colin Kaepernick uh, sacrificed a lot. He took the need to to spark and and bring attention to the conversation, and now his joining uh, the NFL and that sort of deal is supposed to uh, kind of help take action. So, I mean, I see what he was saying, but there's just a lot of me that's like, bruh, let's just keep it all the way funky. As This was a great business deal for you and a great business deal for the NFL. Like, let's, I think I would have felt a little better if, if Colin Kaepernick and, and the kneeling and the social injustice and all that, I think I would have felt a little bit better if this wasn't introduced so soon into this. I know people want to talk about it, but yo, facts still remain. This was a business deal by two businessmen, or you know, by by two business organizations, should I say? And it's going to be a win-win for both. Period. For both of those entities, Rock Nation and the NFL, I think that it could be a win-win for both of them from a business perspective. Yeah. Let's leave all the other social stuff out of it, or let's let the social stuff not be the the dominant part of this conversation because this was not done with the 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 guys of of being a social type joint venture this was a business deal and it's about money period that's just my that's my feeling let me me ask you this man were you surprised no no were you surprised that jay-z did this no i was not why you said i was not it's found because i was not i was not surprised because i not like i know jay-z but jay-z is a businessman and Jay-Z is an individual that is an opportunist and will try to capitalize on, on certain opportunities. This was an opportunity that I feel, in my opinion, it's a big deal. And it's a big business venture for his, for his organization, Rock Nation, and for the NFL, business-wise. That's why I'm not surprised. Yeah. I don't feel I don't feel I don't feel like there's any I'm not and I'm not saying Jay-Z isn't, you know, very socially conscious or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying for for this, this seemed like it seemed more of a business deal than a social deal to me, my yeah, opinion. And I, and for me, man, I guess you look at you look at Ho's background, you know, and I'm not even talking about the stuff he talking about. He shot his own brother because he was clowning him or some shit like that, 
or allegedly sold crack to his mama. But dog, how you did Dame? I mean, dog, you you Dame built the company, you bought Dame out for pennies and sold the company for two hundred some odd million dollars. Right. Man's went through some shit. Yeah, it's a business. You start thinking like that would be like us selling grown. That would be like me selling grown man ish and selling telling Bowtie, yo, I gotta, you know, I'll give you a little bit of change and then me selling somebody else for a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, whatever happened in that situation, even if I hated my nigga, I'd be like, yo, man, here's an extra, you know, if I get 200, bro, yo, here's an extra 20 mil. You good, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm still good. Well, bro, it's like I, I I don't know, man. Like you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of those cats who's like, oh, I don't. I mean, I'm gonna give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure they will do some work to help some people. Oh, you, I'm sure. I think they will too. But I think they will too. I just don't think that's. I don't think that's the primary narrative. No, no, the primary for I think it's secondary. For Rock Nation, it's a beautiful deal. If you're yes, sir. An artist, oh, you good? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be at all the NFL events. So now, because I went to, you know, I told y'all in a few episodes ago, I went to the NFL draft, right? And they had country music playing. So the next time, yo, they're going to have some NFL come with Rock Nation. So it might be hip hop or R&B or whatever else, whoever else they might find. I got a feeling feeling Wale is going to be around. Yeah. Wale can write that song. But it's going to be like, it's going to be some stuff that, you know, it's set up perfectly for them. So I don't know, man. It's just it kind of was like, damn, bro. You talk about the NFL, how they asked you to perform, you said no, you got on your high horse. Then like a two years later, you do the you do the you know, you get in bed with you, you get in bed with them. I don't know, man. You just look kind of funny to the light, man. Yeah. Ho ho is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? Is it oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They this uh <laughs> Hey man, that that's crazy. Hell, we might have to name the episode that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is it Uchi Waller or is it one mic? <laughs> hey man, I just that's crazy, man. But um, I don't know, man. It just I always thought Hove was a uh like you said, opportunist opportunist, and not like I don't think he would sneak somebody, but it's more like he always the billion dollar stuff, he wanted to be one of those cats. Some cats would get money, yeah. but I got my money here and I'm good. Like, right? I even though I might be in this right. car, I'm still it's more like, look, I want to be here. So, I don't know. Right. This is very this is very interesting. Like, I don't think Diddy would have did it. But, you know. I can see that. I can, I can I see that. Think, I don't think Diddy would have did it. So, but I don't yeah, know. I, like I said, I, I, it doesn't change. Like, I, for me as an individual, it doesn't change how how I view Jay-Z or, 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 or you know, anything, uh, what he does or what we're saying for it, anything like that. Like, it doesn't change anything for me. I look at it. He's a businessman. He he took a good business deal, period. I I, I don't I don't think anything more of it. I don't think or, or of him. I don't think anything less of him. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, oh man, I ain't never listened to Jay Z again in my life. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I have title, but it's you know it's free for my phone. But it's, right, right. I'm more I'm just more like just disappointed because I'm I, I was reading today and Bimani Jones is like, well, damn, Jay Z ain't number Stringer Bell, and for Stringer Bell, you know, he's one of the main characters on the first few seasons of The Wire. Now I'm mm-hmm. thinking, damn, is he could be right. Jay is Stringer Bell. So I don't know, man. But uh, yo, man. So let's get to a couple of entertainment things, man. Have you seen that uh, Black Lady Sketch show on HBO? No, my intent was to watch it tonight. It is on my list to watch tonight. Yeah, man, it's good, man. I've seen the first couple episodes, man. So watch yeah, it. Yeah. So talk about I it. I haven't been. I have not been. Like I said, I've been wanting to watch it. Just like I said, things 
crazy with, with, with the kids and sports or whatnot, but it is on my agenda to watch. And I got to catch up on three of my shows tonight, and, and that is one of them. And, and also, for some further knowledge, y'all, Bowtie goes to bed at 9, at 9.13 every night. Disney. <laughs> he, rolls himself, he rolls himself in a coffin, you know, hey. puts, the whole, puts the whole bunch of shea butter on himself, and hey. puts, puts the hey. hoop earring, dress shoes, and he goes to sleep. If you're going to put me out there, if you're going to put me out there, get it right. 937. 937. <laughs> and, don't, and don't call that nigga an emergency if it's late. You ain't going to get no <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, I value I value sleep, damn it. <laughs> now, this nigga that call me whenever. I'm always there, right? I go three, four hours of sleep every night. I'm good. This nigga gotta have like ten. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't judge me. Fuck y'all. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> oh, let's see. That's like I said, man. You get a beige nigga. Yeah. Looking kind of with it. She's looking kind of funny in the light. That's how they are. Literally funny in the light. That's how them beige niggas are. This guy. <laughs> got a lot of, of beige hate going on, man. My goodness. Oh, you woke up sassy this morning, man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even respond. I just said you were sassy. I figured I would. I didn't let the eat the burn y'all soul. Oh, man. The, the Black Lady Sketch Show is good, man. Uh, I checked it out, man. Comedy makes you think. I like comedy like that, man. Robin Thede, I really enjoy her. I miss her show. I really liked her show that she had on BET. I wish they had gave her more of a run, man. But she's really smart. Got a really good platform. The Gabrielle Dennis. Uh, I forgot who else. I think Loretta Devine on there. Uh, I forgot who else is on there. But, yeah. Definitely, definitely, uh, you know, like that, man. So, hopefully that'll get me, that'll get me over until ATL and uh, Atlanta. And uh, insecure, hopefully in twenty twenty, man. So that's yes, sir. But man, let me ask you this, man. So hip hop turned forty six on August eleventh, and we are children of the hip hop generation. We grew up on hip hop. Let me ask you yes, this: what was your first introduction to hip hop? Uh, my first introduction to hip hop had to have been Crush Groove slash Beat Street, like who, though, who or this, huh? Who introduced you to it? Uh, my my uncle, Big C. Yeah, you know Big C. My 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 uncle was the person who introduced me. So my dad is a musician, um, and he and he's been you know always I was always around music in every you know in every facet. Uh, he played various music from from you know soul to to gospel to R and B and 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 some hip hop. Um, so I was always around music, but truly being introduced to hip hop, truly being introduced to to the culture, and that's what I deal. I, I got to give credit to my uncle Big C, man. Um, I I remember we all lived we we didn't grow up with a lot of money so we all lived together for quite some time we lived in a three bedroom ranch on Grand <laughs> over here in Naptown man and it was it was probably about a good thirteen of us in this damn house um, but we I mean we made it we was that was you know back in the day but nonetheless my my uncle Big C man he had Crush Groove and I was like hey can I watch that with you and he was like yeah so we sat down we had we was in his room. We had Crush Groove going. We had the house that had limited AC, so we had one of them big ass box fans in the doorway blowing on us. Yeah. We were watching. We was watching Crush Groove, eating fagos and pork rinds. Man, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Man, so shout out, shout out to my uncle Big C, man. That was that was my introduction to hip hop, and then too, like I used to, I liked to dance, you know, when I was younger, and like oh, all of them, like, like all of my, you know like, all of my you know, you like to dance, nigga. <laughs> Go what ahead. You say? We know you by your skin complex. You like to dance. You like the nigga, <laughs> you like the nigga Julian from a different world. 
Wow. <laughs> so man, we uh, so like we used to, but so so uh, uh Beach Street, like Electric Boogaloo with, with with Boogaloo Shrimp and Ozone and the whole crew, man. Like that was that was like more of an introduction to me because to me, like hip hop was the music, but hip hop was the story. Like it was it was the graffiti, it was the break dance, and it was like all the different elements in itself. It was like a different way of life. And I felt like, you know, like growing up, like those type of things resonated with me. So I just was like, man, this, this is what I like. This is who I am. So I, like I said, shout out, shout out to my uncle, Big C, you know, doing this thing up, up in the Northeast, man. But that was my introduction, bro. What about yourself? Um, it's a couple moments, but the biggest moment for me is the first video I rem- like, ba- remember, remember as a kid was I'm bad L O Cool J. And I was in, oh, yeah. I was like, yo, when a nigga jumped off the box and shit and did the damn thing with his damn leg, yo, I used to hop on the couch, shoop, jump right off the damn, jump off the damn couch, doing that shit like that. Hey. Hey, that nigga said, my kangos like a shark fin. <laughs> hey, man, and shout out to you, my cousin, Sean. Bowtie knows my cousin. Oh, Sean. yeah. Yo, that nigga had a, he had a dog named OJ. And he looked, every time I went over there, he looked, he was listening to L. Cool J. Every time, yeah, man. So, you know, I just, I remember that, man. And the second thing is I got older, my Uncle E, and I talked about my Uncle E, he got murdered. We, I talked to him on the episode, we talked about Nip, uh, Nipsey. Man, he got, I remember he used to live, he used to get all the stuff, man, some Cypress Hill, I can just kill a man. But I remember he got the chronic. And I was young, Bruh. I was even like 10. And when I heard that, man, and I was just like, yo, I just fell in love with the art form, man. So let me ask you yeah, this, man. Ooh. I remember, I was going to say, speaking, speaking, speaking about me. Music moments, man. I remember, I remember a music moment. And again, this was this was my uncle Big C, man. He had he had a dag on nine eight with the damn rims and everything on it, bro. The beats and all that type of stuff, man. And he came he came through with dag on uh uh oh uh, man uh Snoop Dogg's album uh Doggy Style Doggy Style. There you go. I don't know why I couldn't think of the name. Man, he came through bumping that. What's my name? Oh, bruh. Got me going. That was another daggone moment that, that I was like, you know what, hip hop is where it's at. Yeah, I just, I mean, it was something, man, that hip hop for us is like, you know, we, you know, I like RB, I still love RB, you know, other genres of music, but nothing will have my heart like hip hop. It's just, it's something because we grew up with. And I remember, like, who was your, like, I know L. Cool J was my first rap superstar. Who was your first rap superstar? Man, I would I would probably say LL too because like I remember I remember having all of that music, all of his all of his uh, records and all that type of stuff. I would probably say LL. Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna kind of go down the Magic Johnson uh, the the Magic Johnson frame because I'm gonna say Kumo D too, bro. Kumo D was another one for me um, and Rakim, like those three I remember very vividly. Like even at a young age, like listening to all their music. Yeah, that's for me. I mean, you know, watching that, man, for me, I guess for me, L. Cool J never will truly get his props because he's the first solo hip-hop superstar. And, and young and young people, not to sound like we're super old, they will never understand the true stardom that was L. Cool J. Because he could oh, do bro. Like, that nigga could sit back and write raps my knee love. And, hell, I used to do the roundaway dance. You know, L. busted it out with that big-ass hat. I knew the dance. Oh, club. yeah. Everything. I was looking at the women. Even when I was like a young kid, I was mannish as hell. <laughs> so hey man, even even like I would say even for for LL, like even think about like into the into the mid to later nineties, early two thousands, man. Like 
the, what's it, doing it, doing it, and doing it, and doing it. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, I know, bro. I, I know chicks that still get soggy in the britches when that come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight Duncan Hines draws when that come on. So, yeah. I mean, LL, LL was, like, one of them cats that's like, man, he could give you he could give you everything, man. He could battle rap you. You know what I mean? He could come out with some catchy punk or, or, or some uh, catchphrases. And I'm I mean, like, he, he was complete, man. I'm going to say this. LL is what Drake wants to be but can never be. Because he does, to me, doesn't have authenticity up to, to, to be LL. That would be who, because, you know, LL wasn't really never talking about nothing. He was just talking about how right. much he had, the honey, and, you yeah. know, how much doper he was. But the thing is, LL beat your ass if need be. You ain't never heard yeah. anything ran up on LL. But that's who Drake would want to be, but he's not that. And that's not a tank to Drake, but LL's one of the greats. Yeah. But, so, for me, it went from LL to Snoop, because you know, I had never heard nobody rap like Snoop. And it went from Snoop to Biggie. Because when I have Snoop, I mean, I, when Biggie came, I've always been a big guy, but I was a big, big fly guy. And I was like, damn, boy, man, had, had me in self-esteem on, on, on a 100. Because hey. he was fly. He could dance and everything like that. But he so, might be talking about that. I was going to say, man, what you going to say about Heavy D, bro? But Heavy, Big, Heavy he was on that player shit, and he was on some street shit. And he could rap rap. So I was like, damn, you know, and he's a big nigga too. And I ain't never been that big, nor I ever will be. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the PDs I'm on now. Like, <laughs> jokes, jokes, they did jokes, they did jokes. <laughs> jokes, content. Mike J out here in the daggone in the gym with them PDs, bro. Hey, man, hey like, next thing you know, he's going to have a daggone S-curl, man. Had, hey, had a daggone beer all straight. He had a beer permed and straightened out. I'm going to be around them walking around like full force and shit, nigga. I'm going to be walking around like Wedge from Class Act. <laughs> Don't let me get a hold yeah. of the PDs. This is like, how you asking for the PDs? This is my like, <laughs> you got that green? Like, nah, bro. And you go to the B, like, yo, you get some roids? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I know you got it. And then I try to ask, I try to ask my homeboy, man. My homeboy for Fife, man. He's a, he's a trainer. So I was just fucking with him. I, I had him up, like, oh, man, where you get the PEDs? That nigga ignored me. I should hit him back up. <laughs> I should call him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, man. Boy, boy just ran, randomly hanging out, hanging out outside of LA Fitness. I know, right? Like, yo. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, this is like yo, walk around to the back. <laughs> yo, this is the shit. Right. Hey, you like my man on the program? Hey, man, you know it's all, you know it's always a smoothie king next to LA Fitness. You be like, hey, man, meet me over there. Meet me by Smoothie King. <laughs> Holler at me over there. <laughs> you be ready to go. That's straight. It's one in Avon too, right by there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's but well, it's a biggie, man. But. And going goes on, but man, like hip hop, man, whoa. Hey man, and def- hey man, and while we on the topic, man, shout out, shout out to all the beige brethren that you just mentioned. You know, LL Drake, Heavy D, man, beige brethren out here getting it done. Yeah, y'all. Well, you and you and Heavy D and LL of a different, different cloth. You more of a Drake nigga. Mental <laughs> 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 and emotional. Need a lot of sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey man, but that is a different thing, man. But you know, hip hop, man. I don't think I, I don't, I can't see myself never not listening to hip hop. Matter of fact, I know I won't. Like you know, I just now some of the stuff, newer stuff, I may not get into all the way. I might give it a chance, but you know, it might not be my thing. But ah, that blue face guy. Oh my goodness, man, that dude, man. Like I told you, man. Like I said last week on the show, he's a liar. And you know, that nigga was wearing a choker the other day. Yeah, and- I saw that. And like I said, you can't rap on beat. You ain't skeeting, skeeting, skeeting in the sheets. And he's lying about having all them different women. Man. 
that dude. Man, I, I tried to give it a bit of a doubt and just listen to a song. It was just like, all right, let's see what this. Oh, bro, I could I couldn't do it. Garbage. Could not. Could not do it. Garbage. And a lot of people will probably hate me for saying this too, but I can't get into a boogie either. Like I, just, I, just, I haven't listened to one of his whole albums. Hey, he got a he came home. Have you heard have you heard the new Ross? Huh? Yeah, I've, I haven't made it all the way through it. Yeah, it's nice. He got he got eight boogies on the song, good. You know, eight boogies versus strong. I haven't I haven't now I'm not one of the people who listen to the whole eight boogie project. It's just nothing that really, you know, gonna come across my radar. But, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You probably just you know, there and it's also like an age thing too, because it's like, oh, this music. Some of this music I realized not for me. And yeah. it's, you know, I realize I'm not like bitter or anything else about it. It's just not for me. So let me ask you this, man: What album made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh man, uh, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna say the daggone LL I'm Bad album. Probably that. Oh. I don't know, man. There's been so many, so many albums that have influenced me at various points in my life. Like that, that, and it, and it's kind of like what you said. Like you kind of, you kind of transform or transcend at different times, man. Because, like I said, I mean, just just various albums I can say stick out to me. So I mean, like the uh, Doggy Style sticks out to me at a at a certain time of my life. As problematic as it is. The damn Getty Green from Project Pat sticks out to me yeah. <laughs> for a certain time in my life. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I think I think back on things like that. Not necessarily that I fell in love with, but I think about albums that were like, okay, this this this, this was a, a different moment for 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 Bowtie. This was a different time for Bowtie, but it really stands out. Kind of said, you know, spoke to my personality or what I was going through or or you know certain things. You know what I mean? At that time for certain albums. That dad got sixty six sixty one by three six mafia is another one that was like man that was that was a getter for me. Well, um, I guess for me, I say stuff like the chronic because Bowtie knew that during that time this is when red jeans were in style and Jodeci boots. <laughs> oh know, yeah, I had like some red jeans and Jodeci boots and a flannel with a rope gold chain <laughs> with a turtleneck that I wore to school, all based yeah. on hip hop. So for me, I was more like it, it changed my personality. And Mike Jenkins, Mike J was a Naptown cholo. Hey man, <laughs> hey, hey man, killing them. But you know that was the style. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know that was the thing, man. It was just there was not no ever no genre of music will ever reach me like hip hop. Hey man, I remember. Hey Mike J, I tell y'all, man, Mike J, you remember Bowtie Fresh was the king of damn Dicky fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I had all the daggone Dicky suits, boy. All the daggone. I remember I had that I, when I broke out that Carolina Blue Boy. Boys just going like, what in this city? <laughs> I remember, man, I had a big, I had some Dickies on. This chick like, I know you can't talk with some carpenter pants. I threw them damn Dickies in the trash. <laughs> 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 oh. I ain't wearing these damn things no more. Put some damn carpenter pants on. Oh, yeah. bro. I had, I remember, I remember, I had two. I remember the brown Dickie fit that everybody had. I had two of those bad boys. I had one for school and one for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to Dickie fits, man. But yeah, I. uh that's crazy, man. But that's, I mean, I just think, man, going back to it, man, hip-hop was something that always will be in me. When I'm, like, 70, 80 years old, I'm still going to be listening to hip-hop, so. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I'm never going to stop, so. I'm excited to have the next rim of hip-hop as our favorite artist, and we're going to be able to see them on tour. They touring, they older than us, we're going to be able to have some dope-ass shows. But, uh, yeah. No doubt. That's what, that's what I'm in, man. So that's just. That's just where that's where we are, man. So you 
That's where I am, brother. Love hip hop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On that, on 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 ended on the love and the love and and, and hip hop and all that type of stuff and not loving hip hop, but <laughs> the love for hip hop. We're gonna hit you. I'm gonna time fresh. Gonna hit y'all with this positive word for the week, for the weekend, and and just to kind of get you through. So uh, it goes like this: You can't expect to see change if you never do anything differently. And I'm not even going to get into a long uh, spiel about that. Just let that resonate in you. Uh, and I'll post it on our social media. So, you know, you go out and like it and let it just constantly be a reminder for you. No doubt, man. And uh, we appreciate everybody for rocking with you, rocking with us. Also, big news, we are on iHeartRadio now. So you can find you can find the Grown Man Is podcast on iHeartRadio as well. So we're yes, on sir. Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play. Google, yeah, Google Play. Any place you can think of down where podcasts are, only place that didn't, I think we are on is somebody we submitted, and I'm not going to name them, them bitches. Is, uh, <laughs> but we pretty much everywhere you think of, and fuck that company. But, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they can, they can either, you know, they can go ahead and sit on the Swizzler. But yeah, man, we y'all, 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 y'all hit us up, man. Let us know. Let us know when, when, and when y'all first fell in love with hip hop. Let us know what albums helped you fall in love with hip hop. Let us know y'all's hip hop moments. Also, Bowtie Fresh is officially signed up in the in the Grown Manish Fantasy Football League. I am in there and ready to go and ready to take kick butt and take names. Oh man, finally you got a you got a nigga that signed Tony Terry, y'all has signed up for the game. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Terry. Congratulations. <laughs> oh man. Channel my inner Terrence Trent Darby on y'all. Kid, kid Capri skin ass nigga has joined the damn <laughs> Yo, man. So we appreciate all the love, you know what I'm saying? Share the show, rate it, review it, you know what I'm saying? We're independent black on and quote Percy Miller, about it, about it, whatever. And also, man, happy birthday, you know, to Nipsey Hussle, man. So, you know. Nipsey oh, happy birthday to Nip. Yes, sir. Before, man. So I definitely had to bump my Nipsey mix, man. And, you know, shout out to my homie Fife, man, who, uh, who got me into Nipsey way before he passed, man, like in 2014, man. So he was like, I didn't really know the brother that much. But, yeah, shout out to the homie Fife, man, for – Forgive me on Nipsey, man. So shout out to Nipsey. He'd have been 34 this week, man. So long live hustle. The marathon continues and all that stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we out. I think we might have one more spot left for the uh, for the uh, football league. So there's hey, one more spot. It's up for grabs. Hit us up. Cause after that, you know, you know, it's once it's gone, it's gone. All right, y'all. We'll holla at y'all. Peace. Peace.